The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of OH Partners, Scott Harkey. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where we tell the untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of OH Partners, Scott Harkey. Today, we're going to discuss how Young Hollywood repositioned Evite. Joining us is Eric Kuberman, who is the CEO and founder of Hawk Media, which is founded in 2013. Hawk Media is a full-service marketing consulting offering services like strategy, media buying, email, web design, content, and social. Yesterday, Eric and I talked about Evite. We talked about private equity. We talked about a ton of stuff. And we want to continue that conversation. Today, I want to talk a little bit about the Crocs targeting Gen Z with influencers. You've seen Crocs everywhere now. I've seen them at the damn airport everywhere I go. So let's get into it. Here's my conversation with Eric Huberman, CEO and founder of Hawk Media. What's up, brother man? Hey, man. Thanks for having me back. All right. So how the hell did you guys and Crocs make Crocs cool again? I thought it could never freaking happen in a million years. <laughs> you know, it, other than Travis Scott and all the other stuff, but you know. Yeah, like, and a lot of that work they were doing too. Like we did some of it with the influencer side, but it was really like, I look at like a brand like that and the, it is pretty straightforward. Like you get a bunch of, sort of fashion icons and thought leaders talking about it. And then you get sort of like, it's like different tiers where you start with, you just mentioned Travis Scott and Justin Bieber and all these big people wearing them. But then you get the sort of next tier of digital influencers and the big TikTok stars. And that's where we helped and getting, you know, a bunch of big influencers wearing them and making them normal. Then you get the everyday sort of people on TikTok and social media wearing them and you try to get them out there at large. And you build, you sort of build this groundswell of like, you start with these broader celebrities, but then you validate them with someone just a little more sort of attainable and then even more attainable with like everyday influencers and then everyday people start to follow. And that kind of goes with any fashion trend from what I've seen. Okay. Influencers, obviously still a hot topic. How are you able to build influencer programs at scale? I mean, we talked about ad tech last time. I mean, I've seen every influencer platform out there possible from ad tech. What's the way you think about scaling influencers from that call it that mid to low from ambassador up to not quite celebrity celebrity like how should we be thinking about influencers at scale there's plenty of platforms that allow you to like like how do you put it like indexes that you can go find categories of influencers or certain followings all that that's really other than that that's what we've seen like there's not influencer by nature isn't a scalable marketing channel like that's the part that's hard about it it's not like Oh, look, we made, we spent 10 grand on influencers and we made a hundred. Now let's go spend a hundred and make a million. Like it doesn't work that way. So you need to look at it as a campaign, look at it a very specific thing. You're trying to get content. You're trying to get brand alignment, certain things about that. But like, it's not a scalable part of your marketing strategy. You use that 
with the other scalable pieces like Facebook advertising and Google ads, et cetera, to complement each other and build that out. And so it's still very much the Wild West. It's very manual, but in the right situation, it can work really well. Who are some of those platforms you do look at just from a ranking standpoint? Is there any out there that stick out that you've liked working with? We've used Tagger. I can't remember. There's a platform where what Creator IQ. Oh, yeah. But more so from a ranking and from an audience and maybe an engagement standpoint, not from a sourcing and pain. I'd like to do that manually still. Yeah, I actually don't know what we're using right now. We've used a bunch. We constantly are changing tools on that side because, frankly, I'm always, I'm always into it. There's so much crap that we're constantly trying different things to figure out what's the right thing to use and is there another thing that can create better performance on what we're doing, et cetera. But again, the way you have to look at influencer is again, more of a branding way than it is a performance play. Okay, that helps me sleep at night uh, knowing that everyone's having the same scalable problem and testing multiple partners and there's really not a you know solution that really makes influencer marketing scalable, even though we all love it. Well, it's just by nature, it's not doable. Like every audience for every influencer is very different. Like I don't mean that they don't have overlapping audiences, but what I mean is like why they're engaged with that person why they follow them, how that person engages their audience, what what drives their audience. All these things are so different for every single influencer. They're like micro-publishers. It's like trying to advertise with a thousand different magazines that all have a readership of 100 to 1,000 and think that there's going to be any type of consistency with your performance across those magazines. Like It's just not how it works. Wow. Again, that makes me feel a lot better. I mean, we know it's certainly effective, but man, dealing with some of these people, it's a nightmare. And when they need to get paid and did they actually post and just like, shit, this is insane. I hate it. But I know it's super effective, but I don't know how much is effective because you, you still don't get all the data you would like in terms of reporting either. So it's, it is what you said, Wild West. I, I would agree. Yeah. And I don't know that it's going to change because, again, the way people are trying to productize it, I don't know that it is productizable. It takes a lot, it's a robust system and a lot of data and AI to make that thing anywhere close to productizable. I would agree. And anytime, you know, someone's like, oh, we got this agency platform, I kind of roll my eyes. I mean, and that's not to say there aren't some good influencer agency partnerships. And I, I do think agency people sometimes miss the boat in terms of partnership with other agencies and other people and other producers. We don't need to be the general contractor that does everything ourselves. We need to be the general contractor that has amazing partners and subs. And same thing with brands. So yeah, that's that's good to hear. Last part of this section, I know we both have to run. So I want to get this out. And I've just been starting this recently and kind of just ripped it off Gary Vee basically. Just kind of go overrated, underrated, since you're seeing, you know, so many things in real time. Let's go right off the bat with, and I'm curious about this, is Twitter. Would you say Twitter right now you think is overrated or underrated in terms of a platform? From a marketing standpoint? Yeah. Overrated. Overrated. Wow. Okay. Is it not converting? Is the audience not what you would like it to be? Yeah. I don't think Twitter succeeds on advertising. That's why like, the people that advertise on Twitter are the people that are just like filling quotas. Like, we have a bunch of budget to spend. Let's spend some of it on Twitter. Like, it's like... There's no performance there. People are busy looking at specific people's tweets and messaging back and forth. They're not looking like advertising is not seamless to the experience. And so once in a while, and I'm speaking of hyperbole, once in a while you get a campaign that can work on Twitter, but generally it's a waste of money. Wow. Okay. You talked about this earlier. I think I know your answer, but Facebook, underrated, overrated. Yeah, definitely underrated. Underrated. What about Instagram? Uh, same. Underrated. Same. Yeah, same with Meta. Okay. Yeah, people think that they're from an advertising performance standpoint, and I have the data. They're not. It's mm. we have people crushing it on those platforms. Display overrated, overrated display. So you still like social platforms in terms of performance? 
Yeah, I don't think the FOIA works almost at all. I think it's a waste of money. TikTok. Underrated, even though it's rated pretty high. I think that it's getting to the point now where it's almost parity with Meta. So it gets, it's getting... Yeah, really I mean, what, 5 to 12? I think they're going to do 12 billion in ad sales this next year or some shit like that. Yeah, they're, they're starting to get really... And it makes sense. It's working. Influencers? Overrated. Overrated. Wow. Are there any traditional, I'll call it traditional tactics, like whether it's television or billboards or any super high awareness stuff, underrated, overrated? Yeah, I'd say underrated because everybody's trying to... People are not doing great marketing practices because they can't track them. And it's like the most... This is what I meant back with what we talked about the other day with like making data-driven decisions because you don't have data is absurd. Like making data-driven decisions when you have the data is one thing, but saying I'm not going to do billboards because I can't track it. Like... But billboards work for great, for most companies, it's been a great thing. So it depends on the company, but like TV, radio, billboards, traditional marketing, a lot of it's very powerful still. A great way to reach your mass audience for a lot less expensive than digital. Man, I agree with you. I want to end on that because I think it's really powerful. Someone again, you know, it's been, you know, almost a billion dollars in media, you're seeing it on the front line. So I think I, I want to end there because I think it's really powerful what you said about just because you can't track something doesn't mean it's not working. Or if you don't have the data, don't make assumptions is kind of what I heard. And boy, I'm coming back on Facebook, uh, Instagram in terms of performance. I, I think, again, when I saw it just double in price over the last three or four years, I know e-commerce companies were really killing it early, but it sounds like there's still a lot of runway there. So I thought that was really good insight. That is going to wrap up uh, the episode of the Rebrand Podcast. A big thanks to Eric Huberman, CEO and founder of Hawk Media, for joining us. If you'd like to hear more about Eric, we're going to put a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Eric Huberman, or visit his company website at hawkmedia.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to our podcast, head over to rebrandpod.com. We'll have summaries of all our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our newsletter if you want to talk about the most impactful marketing plan. You can apply to be our guest speaker on the Rebrand Podcast. Of course, you can reach out on social media. Our handle is at rebrandpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the good stuff. You can also contact me directly on Twitter at, at SharkyAZ or at Scott Harkey on Instagram or find me on LinkedIn or whatever. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing campaign brilliance in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. But hit that subscribe button on your podcast app and we'll be right back in your feed the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. Thank you.